everybody listening. Thank you for listening. But also, uh, obviously, we're going to be pretty high during this process. And if you're able to get high, we're legally possible. Please join us and get on our level. It might make it just a little bit more entertaining for you. So thank you and enjoy the show. <laughs> Do you want any more? <laughs> I tolerance. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Trin. And you're listening to High Tolerance, a show where we'll be reviewing different strains of weed and finding the best ones to help you cope with all of life's worries and bullshit. So the way it works is we're smoking a different strain of weed that's related to our topic, and we always have a very special guest join us on each episode. So today our guest is Regan Fikes, queen of voice memos, loves to be a lesbian, is a mom, art director, and spends way too much money on clothes. Hey, Reagan. Hi, that's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that at least trying times, but a bitch has to get through. So. <laughs> yeah, but true. <laughs> be true. Uh, be true to yourself. Exactly. We're These all liquidation about. sales are real. <laughs> so um, today we're going to be talking about relationships, which is why we will be smoking Rude Boy, which was also at the bequest of our lovely guest Reagan. This is the first time we've had a guest request a strain of weed and so we're really excited to try it she smoked it before she probably knows what's in store but we don't so um, what so does my son oh <laughs> which we'll get into <laughs> um we got it from mongoose cannabis co here in portland and according to leafly rude boy is an indica dominant strain that brings together genetics from two og kush phenotypes irene og and backcrossed face-off og the hashy Kush aroma provides a flavorful introduction with a refreshing finish. It produces potently sublime, relaxing effects that envelop both mind and body. Does that sound fucking accurate whatsoever? It sounds, oh, that yeah, sounds a show. delight. It sounds like a delight. Okay, yeah. well then I guess we should probably spark it now. Let's do it. Pop it out of our little weed cases. Weed tubes. What does it taste like, Trent? Pretty fresh, you know, mm-hmm. as Portland weed is known for. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like it like has a um, it has a floral taste to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's like, a bouquet there. Yeah, it's a bouquet. There's a bouquet. A bouquet is definitely dead on. Yeah. Like, the bouquet floral. I'm going berry picking at Salvi's Island. I don't go berry picking, <laughs> but it makes but me want to go berry picking. It doesn't. It make you want to go berry picking in our mouths. Yeah. There you go. <coughs> yeah, it is very floral. I was afraid to say that because a lot of the weed we smoke is floral. I mean, most. But I think it's weed, like a. I think is that an it's, I feel like it's inherent to weed yeah. because it. I mean, it is floral, right? It's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. essentially, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a plant. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, it's I would probably be. smoke this without opening the window because it smells so good it smells it's nice. nice it's really nice yeah it's real cheap it but I, yeah, I already smoked it but no it's true actually i was telling Trent earlier today that like a neighbor of mine was smoking some skunky ass weed and i was standing on my balcony i'm like dude i don't know what he's smoking and i never mind the smell of weed i actually love it mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. and uh 
And I was just like, I don't know what the fuck he's smoking, but like it's stinking up the whole building. It's so strong. But like, this is one of those that it's actually kind of like a light scent to be on. There's something like mild about it. Yeah. But it's like nice. I don't know. I'm like, like it also can have the taste of like wet dog. I'm, I'm <laughs> into it. Like, have you ever? I've smoked some weed where I'm like, this shit tastes like fucking like wet dog. I don't know and not but as long as the high is good, I don't mind. Wait, so, so you, like, I'm sorry, I'm interrupt, but like, it, yeah. So you've smoked it before, yeah. So I this see. is the first time we've had that on the show. So I kind of want to ask, like, what are we in for? I feel like it's very. Um, I feel like it's a chill one. I feel like it definitely takes you back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's moments like you're gonna laugh on it, but it's definitely like a chill. It doesn't have as much like a. Sometimes I can smoke weed where it's like super psychedelic esque mm-hmm. vibes. I don't feel like it has that. It's just a. It's a chill one that takes you back, but it allows you to kind of like expand your space, what you're saying, how you're living. I'm high. <laughs> I like that, but I have a question. Is it like a? Do you, like. Is it an activities weed or a chill weed? I think it's a chill weed. I think a lot of the weed that I smoke is definitely, sometimes I want to do activities weed, but for the most part, I like a weed, especially with these times where I can like chill and reflect, you know, and like kind of get past that fourth wall of life. So this is definitely a chill one. You just took away my next question because I was going to ask, like, why do you like Indica's more? <laughs> but, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, during these dark times, True. I agree with you. Not like, a lot of people I, will choose Indica I'm, over Sativa. I'm really. smoking a lot of yeah. Indica these days because I'm just like, I want to think, man. Yeah. Like, I just, you don't want to think sometimes. And this is, I mean, I don't know about this one, but I'm saying there's some Indicas that yeah. will just kind of. Do a better job than Xanax. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I agree. I think, too, like, I'm either more of a hybrid indica versus, like, a sativa person. I feel like sativa's always, I'll get to a point. I like to constantly smoke. Like, when I smoke weed, it's like, once I start, I keep smoking, you know? I don't want something that's going to take me to the place where I start to freak out. And so with, like... Something that's a little bit more sativa based, totally. which it is fun. Mm-hmm. I will get to a point with like the amount that I smoke where I just start to like freak out. Dude, I don't, I've I don't smoked like a sativa before a flight, and that was like pretty like a not a good decision. Yeah, it's smoke. Yeah, you gotta do indicas before yeah. a flight, or like anything where you're gonna be like trapped in a situation for like several all of hours. Comfortableness, but right. elevated, and it's just like I've actually been so. I agree with you just in the general times, better time to be smoking indica. But overall, like I've noticed about myself even before it, like I prefer them too because of the fact of, uh, yeah, I like to smoke constantly and mm-hmm. sativas for some reason lately. I mean, not lately, but like the past almost like, I don't know, like eight months, the anxiety yeah. it'll bring, like I get, you get focused, you get hyper, you want to do active shit. And I love a good sativa, don't get me right. wrong. There's a lot that I'll want to do things on. But if I have nothing to do and I'm just sitting there smoking, yeah. it can, like, hit wrong And that me. anxiety, too, is a whole different level. Like, I think I try to explain that to some people, like, who are like, oh, I can't smoke weed because it makes me too anxious. When you when you don't smoke the right weed in the right space that you're in, that anxiety can kind of, like, grasp mm. you in a heavy way. Um, this weekend, I smoked a weed that was more of a sativa hybrid and definitely by the end of the evening I was like I'm kind of tripping you know like I gotta write this out I'm kind of tripping so I feel like an indica just kind of 
it allows me to experience the feelings, mm-hmm. to reflect, but to not be so much <coughs> in my head. You That's know? very perfectly put, I would say, yeah. of what I feel. Good. Yeah. Good. <coughs> I'm still smoking. So I don't awesome. feel it yet. Do you guys feel it activated yet? Oh, I actually I feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I feel sure. like it's pretty. Am I okay. getting better at spooky or something? I don't know. I feel like when you put it down is when you when it hits you. So yeah. I, I would just like to say careful with that because I took a few hits. I definitely have learned like my ratio. My ratio is like taking two or three hits and then I let it ride and then I take more. That keeps me like to be high for a very long time. Versus, like, taking a bunch of hits at first where I just feel like I can't do anything. I yeah. like to, like, ride it I pace out. it. <laughs> yeah. It's like pacing yourself with drinking, you know? It's not a race. It's a marathon. <laughs> like just that. remember, guys. <laughs> I know, man. Like, I, I lived in New Orleans for some reason. I went to school there. And, like, Mardi Gras, our first one, they taught us really quickly. It's not a race. It's a marathon. Yeah. Like, you learn that really fast. <laughs> And you get to harness the good part of the experience. Like, similar to drinking, like, I feel like it's, like, if you... There are times where I drink to, like, get fucked up. But there's that sweet spot of the experience that Mm. I like to harness versus, like, the fucked up, I feel sick feeling. So, same with weed. It's, like, harness that experience instead of, like, hitting it too hard. Totally. I can see that because the weed tastes so good here. It's so delicious. like, enjoy it. Like, what? Like, honestly, because, like, I've smoked... Weed in California quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And it's good weed. It's Mm -hmm. great weed. I have to say, though, Oregon has really good weed. I can't. I want to say there's something like it's like when you get off the plane in Oregon. Like, let's say, like, us coming off the plane in Oregon from New York City. Mm -hmm. It was like the breath of fresh air was like... Dude, took yeah. over your body. You're like, what? That That's what air is supposed to smell like? It's hard to go anywhere else now and not think about the shitty air you're breathing. Yeah. You need oh, It's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, yeah. It's some good air here, man. I wonder if, too, it's like the culture around Oregon, how, like, I think people are very aware of, like, what you're putting in your body, how you're putting that thing in your body. I, I eat this, I do this, I do this this way, and I have access because I will go back to, like, access. Like, I have access to do the things these way. And I wonder if people take that same approach to the weed that they're creating of, like, oh, I can do a biodynamic weed or I can do a weed that's producing all organic this or I can do a weed like this. There is so much access to be able to explore that here. And I wonder if in different places maybe that access is not always mm-hmm. I think definitely because, like, we were – so we've definitely gotten very into weed where it comes from who's growing it, who mm-hmm. owns a company. I mean, the politics of it, but also, Absolutely. like, even the process of it. Like, just knowing exactly where the cannabis is coming from I think is really important. But uh, when we were living in New York, there were – people you know that you got it on like bike delivery and like you just kind of get in a little square like plastic thing uh and it just like we'll say a different name sure you can definitely get like og kush Mm -hmm. and like whatever like you probably get rude boy if you Mm -hmm. want it it's not but like Mm -hmm. it's not the same it's like Mm -hmm. a really shitty it's like a whatever they have it's like a whatever they have you're not asking the bike like the delivery guy who's delivering to you like right yo so can you tell me was this like grown outdoors was this like can you tell me a little bit about it like they're like dude it's fucking weed and i got deliveries to do can you fucking pay yeah and on that note we will get into our topic so we were going to talk about relationships or we are going to talk about relationships 
And we have Regan here today because you have a really fucking interesting story about relationships. No? Yes. Yeah. I guess it's interesting. It's exciting. It'll keep you on your toes, I think. I don't know. I don't know where to begin. (laughs) Wherever you feel comfortable. Uh, I don't know. Relationships are interesting. I'm... I feel like I call myself a late blooming lesbian. I came out really late in the game in my thirties, right? Um, I was gonna get married. Actually, fun facts. I learned that I have a friend who has a beautiful place in Lecce, Italy. And I just learned that Dior shot like their resort um collection in the same area and in the same place and I was like oh yeah I was gonna get married there um but I was gonna get married and I was gonna get married in July and in March of that year I was like I can't do this I'm gay and I kind of um abandoned my relationship I abandoned kind of like stability well I'll say air quote stability because right what society teaches us of what stability is but I abandoned the idea of stability and um didn't get married and came out and did that whole journey definitely exciting times oh that is crazy like why did everyone react oh I was like public enemy number like one it was like on many levels right like so being black my family my mom like definitely didn't understand it my dad was super dope my dad's an artist he was very supportive he was like you just make decisions and you keep making decisions until you land on the decision that feels most comfortable for you and when that decision doesn't feel comfortable then you keep making more right my mother she's She's a Creole woman. She grew up in like a very strict, like Catholic background. I think my mom and her generation really feel like we stuck in situations and or things that maybe they weren't happy with. So you should do that too. I think my mom just wanted my son and myself to have a savior, to have a structured life. She wanted to have a daughter whose life was quote unquote good. So my mom was like, She didn't talk to me for a long time. And this was like one of the hardest but most freeing decisions of my life. And my mom didn't talk to me. We were close. We were so close. My son would go over there all the time. She would come over for dinners and it just stopped. So I had to deal with it on family level. I had friends who were like, well, we never knew, you know, or like how we just were so surprised. And then I had my ex who kind of became the victim in the situation and kind of put it on me. So I had his family and his, you know, rightfully so hurt, anger, pain, all of that, that was all put on me. And my ex told people I was gay before I did. So it was like, there was this whole crazy level stuff. And then to be a mother and go to your kid and be like, I'm choosing this. For, I'm choosing this to be true to myself, but I'm also choosing it that I, I hope one day in life, if you have to make a very hard decision, you choose what's best for you. I was dead set on like living a double life. I would even tell my therapist, like, I'm really gay. I just have to live this double life. I can't. Like I was thinking of my son and then hurting somebody. 
like my best friend and I were like planning my bachelorette party, but it was really like, let's just go to LA, you and I, and let me just be like a bunch of women, you know? So it was like, I was dead set on having to live this double life and like physically sick, like having a shit ton of anxiety, like not loving myself. Like it was just, it was a bad swirl of energy. And so this shit all sat on me, but I think I would do that again and again and again and again and again to like make a decision that was best for me, you know? So, and after I came out, I was hella scared of like, what if I go back to being straight? What if they, like, what if I fucked up? What if I was just having like a midlife crisis? Yeah, yeah. You know, like what if I just like went crazy or just like I kept on thinking these things. But I mean, there were things that I can look back as like a child where I was like, no, this is just I'm just I feel more comfortable. And I also feel more comfortable with looking at sexuality and its fluidity. So like, okay, what if I did want to fuck with a dude? Or what if I wanted to fuck with a dude for two years or two minutes? Like, that doesn't matter. Like your sexuality and how you choose to explore it is how you choose to explore it, you know? So it was confronting a lot of things. You know, right now, yes, I identify as a lesbian. I think I'll be a lesbian for the rest of that. When I look to my future, growing old with a woman feels great to me, but who knows, I can change. And just um, grasping that, and especially grasping it as like a black femme-ish woman, because that looks totally different in, to me in our culture, you know? I feel like, society, like with that, with what you said too, it's like with like sexuality, like, oh, I might change like here from there, yeah. whatever. Society, when you're growing up, at least when I was growing up, especially, and in the culture I grew up with, which is conservative Cuban culture, even though it's Miami, which is one of the most proudly gay fucking cities Mm -hmm. they've got, like, I don't know, it's got to be, like, top three. Um, (laughs) But, like, um, of, like, being in a box, Mm -hmm. you know, of, like, I'm either gay, I'm straight, I'm bi, or I'm not bi, bi is not really an option if you're in a box that much. Mm Um, but you know, like I'm a lesbian, I'm this and that. And Mm -hmm. like, the reality is, I think once, and I think it's about honestly expanding the mind. Yeah. And I think it's about leaving your bubble Mm -hmm. and exploring what's out there and seeing the way that different people think about sexuality, that you have been trained to think about sexuality and you learn about it from Mm -hmm. other people's perspectives. And it like you can learn so much more like for yourself and what we, I don't know. I just, I think that we've had such a box put around us with this subject mm-hmm. and there's so many ways that sexuality can go. Right. And also like, I think, and I think like my son's generation and the younger generations and even generations before me, I think we're ready to look at like, well, why was the box put around us? I know. You know? Who are you defining yeah. it for? But it, it is definitely like, I hate to sound like it, but it's like a patriarchal concept, you know? Like, right? But like, just, I mean, well, the thing is, but then you think about like the role of the woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, back in the day, the role of the woman, I mean, and still there's a lot of women that believe in it, which is, like, uh, stay, at ho- stay at home, be the right. homemaker, do this and that. Like, right. this is what you're taught to believe. Then then you wind up with people like Brady, Betty Broderick, who fucking the minute that that role, like, expires yeah. because your husband found something new and hot, boom, boom, you're what? dead and Who's so that? is she. Oh, there's, you know, the podcast Dirty John? 
I know of. Betty Broderick was this woman in the 80s um, who's married. Uh, I, f- I forgot his first name. But anyway, he was a really wealthy, like, lawyer. He'd also been, like, a doctor. Uh, and he, like, basically mind-fucked her throughout the entire, like, end of their marriage to the point that, like, she lost it. And she gave up her career. She gave up everything she knew and loved. She lived for him because she was manipulated to believe that he was going to always be there. She was always going to be his queen. Like, it was just, this was all for them. And the minute he found something, like, young and hotter, he left her on her ass. She had nothing. He robbed her of everything, even, like, custody of her kids. She went nuts. The woman went totally fucking bad. I have to listen to this. Or yeah, no, no, no. Is it a book? And there, it's a, one of the most famous mm-hmm. divorces in California history uh, because of the ma- the magnitude of wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, there was – was, and then – so whatever. So these people got married. So the – Hit the ex-husband and the woman that he had. And the woman was, like, very apparently open about the affair that he had it with. They get married. She loses and gets pregnant, I think. Uh, she loses her shit. She shoots them both. And, like, obviously the judge, like, finds her... Everyone finds her guilty, whatever. But there's a ton of people who are, like, on her side. There's a ton yeah. of women who are, like, but wait a second. No, that's what I was... That's what I was taught, too. Mm-hmm. You be there. You be a support. You give up everything you you need to to bring them up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. it's I, I, I feel like I, I don't. Sometimes I feel like when I'm like, I'm gay, then it comes like next with like, and I hate all men. And I want to preface that of like, not. Well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> but I want to preface it with like, I do think like men put us in that box, right? Or like. They were told, and they were told, and they were told that, like, this was our roles, and they were they have this control. So, like, I feel like that woman rightfully sno- so snapped. Like, right? Like, her, she believed in this person to take care of her, so she took care of that person, and that person was able to have the control to take it away from her. So, yeah, like, I mean, what are we doing right now in society? Like, when that control feels like they can take or oppress us, we go off. She didn't go crazy. She just went off, you know? And, I mean, I agree. I agree with that shit. Like, too long we were put in these boxes and these roles and expected to, like, listen and obey. And then they can have the control over how we navigate life. That's fucked up. That's Dude, and if you don't deliver, it's like, well, you're on your ass. Yeah. I'm going to leave you for something better. And we're so sexualized. I independence. Yeah, 100%. Right. Never put it on I think that's just... To, make, to validate you or to, like, <laughs> you need to be able to survive, survive by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. the mark of a healthy relationship. With. Didn't she kill him? She did kill him. I said she killed him. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure we weren't condoning killing him. Oh. We, uh, just to be clear, we don't condone killing anyone. No. We're high, man. I don't think you could get <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could get me to kill someone if they walked into my apartment right now. Like, but yeah, like, I just feel like, you know, like, p- people expect things out of their partners and it's a little bit like sometimes I feel like it's a, it's a lot to expect mm. of someone. You know, that's actually I think that's something that you learn going through relationships. You know what I mean? Like I learned that out of an ex relationship that was a long term one that was like shit. I did act, like in retrospect. You know, I I 
learned that I did depend on you for happiness in certain ways mm-hmm. that I didn't think I did. And my job in my twenties, so you know, you're learning whatever. This is part of it. But like I think you're a hundred percent right. Independence and being happy on your fucking own mm-hmm. is like the key to even making your relationship a good one too. Because if you can be happy independently of them. Yeah. You guys are it is. I think so. It's scary. It's so scary to do, you know, I don't even think it's till recently that I've been able to like confidently believe that like my happiness comes from me, but mm-hmm. it's scary. It's not it, for me. It wasn't until like I reflected back of like, cause even in my current relationship, right? Like there came an expectancy of me putting this person in like other mom role, but it was if I look at it and explore it, I'm like, I don't, want, I don't want another. Like, I'm me and my son are good, you know. But it's just what I think I was really trying to say was, I want to know that the person I enter in a partnership with won't fuck me over. But that's not real. Like, even if that person fucks me over, I have to trust myself to be able to be okay and then so like me leaving a person well that was a major trust even if I didn't know it of knowing that I'd be okay so like however I continue to move in my life I have to trust that I'll be okay no one else can like make that for me but it's fucking hard it's fucking hard and scary it's so scary but I feel like you shouldn't have to worry about that like I feel like every relationship like that's going to survive is always constant Mm -hmm. And you never want to, like, I would never want my partner to assume I'm going to take care of, like, or or always, like, lose myself for, I don't know, maybe I'm selfish, but, like, like, I want him to do things because he wants to, not because he feels like he has to, and vice versa. I don't want to do things I don't want to do. Yeah, no, that's But if I want to make, like, if him make... I if he's happy and it makes me happy, then I'll do things to make him happy, and that's different versus like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that's something you learn as you get older too with relationships. Yeah. Like the more relationships that you go through, I mean, that's super true. Yeah, but it's good to like. Oh, I was gonna say do things. Oh no, we both- talked about this like. The concept of marriage sounds great, but the reality is it's not really, like, it's a contract. And that's the only reservation I have about the institution of marriage. I think the emotional part is amazing, but, like, there's no way you can stay the same because now you have all of these, like, stupid logistics. I think I think it's it's interesting because, like, I've talked about this a bunch of times. It's like, I feel like, I've, I grew up in a place where everyone gets married quite young or, like, I mean, now reasonable times, whatever. But, like, um, I don't know. I kind of see marriage as, like, why do we have to bring ink and paper into this? And uh, and it took me a long time to get there, but now I get it. And I just feel like, yeah, man, like, if if you're going to – if you love someone and you need to be con- – and you want to be committed to them, like, you know, like – You don't need to paper. Yeah, you don't – but if you but if you want to show it, if you really if you need something to if you need something to really like have that peace of mind, like buy a fucking house together. Mm. We're gonna create memories here. We're gonna live together here. That's We're cool. gonna love here. You know, like there's gonna be things that we do here. This is long term. That's enough. You know, like yeah. I don't know. I feel like when you and I have no disrespect for people who are married or who want to get married. 
is that is your prerogative, man. That's that. And I get it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just I feel like you feel a little bit automatically bound to another individual. Mm-hmm. And that scares me that you're like, I don't have it. Like, I have to have an exit strategy or something. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm accidentally married, by the way. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah. What is accidentally fun. married? Yeah, that sounds good. It wasn't intentional. Me and my um, current partner, we did a domestic partnership thing, but we thought we were doing it through the... <laughs> this is so funny. We thought we were doing it through the county, and the county one is like you pay this like fee, and then it costs like 25 bucks to dissolve. So like on Halloween, we went to go do it, and then we got to the place and realized we we filled out the wrong form. So they said, like, it was an legal paper. So then we go to Bank of America to get it notarized by this woman who is dressed as a pineapple. We go back in. The credit card machine doesn't work. All this stuff. We finally do it. And then we broke up. And she was like, I'm going to go down to the county and dissolve our domestic partnership. And I was like, yeah, bitch, you should. And then, and then she calls me like sobbing, what? sobbing, and she's like, oh, "We can't dissolve it at the county because we signed the state paper, and we have to get divorced." And it was like this like crazy thing. And so, <laughs> I mean, Ooh. yeah, it was it was intense. Like it was a, t- a complete accident, and I called the office. And this game, and I was like, honey, people do this all the time. <laughs> I'll tell you. So, I, I mean, at that time, we were like, we'll figure it out later. And then we ended up getting back together. And it's like, it doesn't mean anything to us. It's just, a, it's like a part of our folklore of shit that happens to us. And we're just not going to change it. But was it, it was easy to get divorced? If we technically got, like, we didn't do the domestic partnership, we did the marriage we could go in there and sign one piece of paper and be like, we didn't want this one payment. But since we did the domestic partnership, which is focused on like same sex couples, which in in Portland, same sex couples can get married now, but the domestic partnership, someone would have to file and then someone would like have to be their receiver or whatever of it. So it would be like, we would have to pay $600 together to to like get divorced. She would have to file on her own and I would have to file on my own. Then we'd have to go through that whole process. If people, they don't want you to get divorced, so they'd be harder. Or they just want you to pay more money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. It's funny. Mm. (laughs) It's so funny. I like, it makes me laugh. That's a good story. I know. You know, it was all accident though. I know, but it is kind of crazy. It sounded it sounded fun when you said I'm accidentally married. So now you can call yourself a divorcee. I know, I did for a second. <laughs> well, you're not a divorcee. You had no idea you were no, married. I, I was going to ask you. That was going to be my question. You fucked that shit up. I was going to ask like, I well, it's divorce. Like, I can only imagine. But, but then you got, then you had a happy ending. So well, but I, not really. We, like, we both accidental divorce. <laughs> but there, but, wait, but did you get divorced? No, but we agree, like, that this piece of paper is the reason that we stay together. Like if we want, we just haven't gotten divorced because we don't want to fill out the paperwork. That's, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can accidentally get married. I can see that. Accidentally, accidentally getting divorced. That does not happen. <laughs> I think oh, just did. Did. <laughs> No, they didn't. That's the they point. didn't know they were divorcing. Well, I'm too stoked. <laughs> we're doing a check. Okay. <laughs> Let's do a check in. Cause I'm, <laughs> I feel like 
somebody's really high by me. I don't know why, but Sarah's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay. <laughs> no. <coughs> I love it. I'm not even smoking. Fuck. It's just the emphysema. Uh, <laughs> that's wrong to say, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to be checked. <laughs> um, how is everybody feeling? I feel great. Yeah. I was like mm-hmm. riding high for a second and now I'm like smoothing out. But this it felt like the ones you've, like you've smoked before. So you're used to this bad boy. Yeah, but, like, it was more so, of like, sometimes with me with weed, it, like, kind of grabs you for a second, and it holds you, and then it, like, smooths out. I was in, like, the holding pattern for a second, and now I'm smooth out. What was the holding pattern? Just, like, you can just feel it. It's like, hi, I'm here. When you're too high? I don't think. It's not a too high. It's just more of, like, a... I don't know why, but I feel my chin. <laughs> this has happened to you in the past. You'll feel certain body parts. Not my chin. The weirdest part is that now that you've said that, I could just feel like I feel it too, but I don't know that I actually do. So I smoked a lot more than everybody else from the first spark. Just saying. Yeah, we. Yeah. So yeah. Reagan and I, as we were talking about earlier, that we like to do a slow and steady because we, when we start smoking, we don't stop. Mm-hmm. I guess that's like an all nighter. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. I know for sure. Like I'm like, even if I'm like, it's in the daytime and I'm like, I'll yeah. just eat this weed gummy. I'm like, you can't. Cause yeah, I have to plan that. Those. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with gummies because uh, I don't really fuck with edibles. I almost ate one today and I'm like, oh yeah, we're recording. <laughs> it depends on the edible. There is a, a, there is, it's like a mass brand. So I don't know if it's a good one, but they do make a great like CBD to THC gummy and it is it's lovely it's oh yeah actually it's wait i have one. that one the peach one yes yeah it's so delicious i was going to eat it today but i didn't it's I a good one it is. i forgot but i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. it's a two to one i do like a good like to be honest like cbd to t- we smoked with uh serena and brandon light me up this and that was a, mm-hmm. a cbd heavier uh, actually like sativa and I have oh, to be honest, me. like, I have smoked it during the day, like, all day. Oh, yeah. We smoked it and, like, and it was, like, fine. It's fucking lovely. You're just, like, yeah. all it is more is, like, the very bit of the buzz. And you're, like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You just you feel, feel more relaxed. Yeah, you just feel yeah. a little more relaxed. Yeah. There's, there's one called um, Ursula Major. And that one is, like, it's it's a really nice one if, like, you want to work. Like, it definitely, you feel it, but it's you still feel like you can, like... Think. it's not so heavy yeah do you guys feel like you can think on this yeah totally even if I you think I'm crazy ish. I don't know what <laughs> I said I can think oh of- be- no I was just fucking with you because you kept this is between all of us but he just kept <laughs> saying she was divorced she never got fucking divorced no I said accidental but they never got accidentally divorced oh wait either. I thought you guys did they got accidentally married no, yeah. but then in, but that's you found out because you were trying to get divorced. She wanted to, but we did. Oh, yeah. that's why I said they can't get accidentally divorced. No, but they were accidentally married, about to get divorced. You can't we're accidentally divorce, man. <laughs> There's paperwork that's way too much. There's okay, like assets that need to be later. divided. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you can't, you don't, like, you can accidentally marry. That happens in Vegas 24 7. That happens just like in other places too. 
But it's I only divorced be, if you're married. But you don't accidentally divorce. <laughs> like, that's like, it's too... It's like, it's anything that takes paperwork, you don't accidentally sure, yes. do. I love it. I don't care. Sorry. Trent actually had a really good question for okay. me the other day that this, like, happened random as fuck. I was... We were talking about breakups and how you break up with someone and I was talking about breaking up. And she asked me, like, because she's been in a relationship for a really long time. I've been dating for a while now. Um, how do you break up with someone these days? Have you had to fucking do it in recent times? Uh, I don't know. That would be really hard. You, you were asking me and I'm like, yeah. I failed to do it every time. No, and it's harder when it's, like, you've been dating for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a minute could be, like, two months. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about recent times with like the world right now, or just like just in general? Maybe in general, even. Like, what do you like? How do you navigate that? You I've been really, I'm really bad at freaking. Do you up give them people. a lot of explanation? Do you ghost them? Do you like? I don't know. Do you I'm, tell them it's their fault? <laughs> I think that also it's because I feel like breaking <laughs> up with my ex, who was a male, it was, I, I it is definitely different. For me, breaking up with a woman and a man. I think with my ex, I just like, we're two different things and entities. So for me, it was easier to say to him, like, it was hard, but I could tell him without like feeling these deep feelings of like, we're not going to be together. My girlfriend, my current girlfriend, she broke up with me. Um... And even in our moments and our arguments, it's like you're two women, so you get each other on a way deeper level. Like to me, being with a man was like beginner's level. And then being with a woman is like some crazy oh. like shit, you oh, know? Oh wow, that's true. Yeah. So I think us separating, I think it's not as black and white as it can be with a man. Like I feel like with a man, you could I could easily detach. I think being with a woman, even in the moments like where she broke up with me, we still have like a heavy care for each other. So there's still those like spaces where like, I don't know, you would check in on each other or your your emotions are crazy. Yeah. Have you seen that movie, A Portrait of a Lady on Fire? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything, but I kind of want to talk about it <laughs> I don't mind oh. I was gonna say don't ruin it but if she doesn't mind Google okay, it well it's about to it, it's French I think isn't it like the or um, some, no is it French maybe it's not I don't know I, I think mean, I don't know is it a period piece it's a period piece yes I've heard of it. and I just thought it was pretty like emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. well made very subtle everything's about the details it's super well thought out like not just the writing but the direction and just like the realism, I don't know. And also every, as an art director, mm-hmm. like every frame felt like a painting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When oh, you look at period pieces, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, you see portraits of people and you're like, what the fuck are they thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like one of those. And like, but yeah, it was like these two women who shouldn't be together, mm-hmm. you know, which is often the subject of like romantic period pieces. Uh, but the difference is they're emotionally intelligent and they decide to do, to, to like, and usually when you watch films, of, like his, especially historical type films, and there's a love story, like, like Romeo and Juliet, whatever, like, they'll do whatever they can to be together. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. difference is because it's two women in France, like, 
the 20th century or or late 19th century who know they can't be together and they're fucking realistic about it. Mm. And then, but, and they both consciously decide to take the poet's choice, which is very beautiful where what, well, they're like one of the, one of the two, she was just like, I just want to remember us when we were happy mm. together. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know how this would end if we try to fight for it. So let's just preserve what we have mm-hmm. and just, love each other in this moment and it's so fucking sad but beautiful but also like on a different level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than that like male beautiful. and female type of stories and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. boor- like you know and it's like funny because my boyfriend told me to watch it and because we were apart from, during covid and he was like i have never been so touched by any film ever i literally cried and i watched it like three more times and went out read it and all this other stuff and i was like wow oh my god for a man to watch it and feel things, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it, love is just a universal thing. Yes. And surprisingly, that's the one thing that we all have in common. Mm. Love is also something that I feel like is incredibly difficult to to truly depict the feeling and like the emotion. Yeah, the emotion behind it in film. And like the thing is, for some like women. When we do it, I don't know why. And I don't know if it was directed by a man or a woman. Um, like, it always seems to be a more intimate portrayal, to yeah. me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Sorry, men. I don't think you should write romantic movies. I don't think so either. I think, like, when women direct things, too, as that's, that's why like I was asking, like, I don't like, know if it's a woman or a man you know, that directed like 30 it. Like, there's, like, a 5D... 70 or whatever with women and storytelling there's yeah. just like this other dimension there's layers that's there's a like, lot I don't know it's, it's weird but it's also surprisingly universal yeah yeah hey guys so we had a little snafu with the recording on this episode and lost the last 10 minutes or so so it might sound a little different right now but because we're recording remotely uh but we still have our weed. We went out and got it again, so we'll still be doing our review and everything. So anyway, one of the last things that we talked about was we asked everyone, what is the best love advice that you can give? So Trin, what's your best love advice? My advice is to stop looking for someone to make you happy and find someone who you want to make happy. Does that make sense? I guess. I guess, like, I just see it as, like, so for me, I would say stop trying to find someone that makes, to make you happy, like, look in yourself only to be happy. And then, and when you're, when you're happy, you can make someone else happy. But when you're depending on someone else for happiness, it's not good. (laughs) Well, Sarah goes for mine. Step one, whatever <laughs> said. Yeah, step one. <clears throat> if you can't love yourself, how the hell? Yeah, exactly. Anybody else? I think it's important to date because you get to get other people's perspectives in a different way than you do with like friendships. It's like a more intimate relationship that you share, and you learn so much from people from so many walks of life. So just be patient and like, like meet all kinds of different people and never feel like 
you have to be in a hurry for anything. I think just like enjoy yourself. And always like, actually I guess two lessons. I guess like for sure when a relationship is no longer a bonus in your life, romantic or friendship, because that's what relationships are supposed to be, bonuses. When it's starting to feel like fucking maintenance and uh, high maintenance, like cut the cord, just like it's not worth it anymore. Um, that and trust your gut. Those are mine. Three. Those are mine. <laughs> With that said, it's time to do our lovely review of Rude Boy. We did spark it again. Uh, I like this weed. I remember it being pretty chill last time. It's pretty chill this time. It's really tasty. It's really tasty, yeah. It had like a, I think it said like it had a very like hash cushy aroma. Yeah. Um, but it's very, I mean, you take like a few hits of it and you're you're fine. You don't need to smoke much. Like I could smoke this throughout the night. Yeah, I mean, it was still fun to do it all at once. <laughs> yeah, of course it's still fun to but do I it do, all at once. But I do lose track a lot, so. Yeah, it's easy. But it's a fun one to do with people. Yeah. It's a... Or if you just, you know, want to expend some energy. I would say that, <laughs> a, you know what, it's a good weed for anxiety, too. You don't get any kind of anxiety. Um, but there's still like, you still have kind of energy on it a little bit. I don't know, like somehow and, and it's an indica anyway. Yeah. So that is our review. Thank you for joining us yeah. today. Uh, thank you. Um, we hope you're not dealing with any kind of shitty relationships. <laughs> um, we want to say thank you for listening and as always remember to be nice to, uh, the person maybe you don't know because you have no idea what kind of shit they're dealing with today. And so it's always important to be kind to one another. So thank you and uh, see you later. This episode of High Tolerance was edited by Sarah Minacho. Produced, no, I do say produced first, right? Mm-hmm. This. This episode of High Tolerance was produced by Sarita Wesley, edited by Sarah Minacho. Music and theme mix. Music. Theme music. Theme music and, and mix by Overcoast. And shout out to Leafly for strain and Info.